Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Up Here. On Hulu? Yeah, on Hulu. We we watched this, what, two or three weeks three ago? Three weeks ago at this point. And then uh, had a bunch of shit happen and couldn't record for a couple weeks. Did you rewatch it? No. I rewatched it today. Yeah, I before I even came in, I just knew that you were more dedicated to this podcast than me because I was sure that you had rewatched it. <laughs> um, but I was also sure I I frankly didn't end up having time today and that's when I would have watched it if I wanted to remember. Do you want to tell everybody what you remember <laughs> it being about? <laughs> it was about egg. Her? Um, and May Whitman. May Whitman from Arrested Development, uh, Good Girls. Is that the name of the show she was on with Christina Hedrick from Mad Men? I never watched that show, so maybe. Shay and I watched the first season of it, and it was pretty good. She's in that. She's in what? Scott Pilgrim. She was in that. I, I watched that. Scott Pilgrim for the first time in the past few months. I liked it. It's a sweet movie. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I can see why people think that it's problematic. Uh, it's been so long since I've watched it, I don't know. And I certainly don't engage with any discourse on it, so why is it problematic? A uh, lot of reasons. Uh, the There's a whole Asian school girl fetish thing going on. Hmm. There's the whole I have to fight your exes in order for you to love me thing going. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> There's like aside whole, from the whole central concept yeah, of it, sure, sure, the sure. The whole central concept is pretty problematic. I read a, one commentary that uh, was basically that Ramona Flowers is a two-dimensional sex object for Scott Pilgrim's pleasure, and I was like, "Yep, that checks out too." <laughs> It's weird thinking about anybody being a two-dimensional sex object for any character played by Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee you that's 100% why they cast him. Because it, it they probably even knew back then because <laughs> that this was maybe – back then it was probably – maybe this is problematic. But we'll just get Michael Sarah and he's non-threatening. So we'll just go with that. Uh, Edgar Wright, man. Problematic. He can't help it. <laughs> the, the one really really good movie he made kevin spacey ended up being in it the one <laughs> you're right he made a lot of really good movies but the movie i saw michael Sarah is going to be in a i don't know if it's a movie or a tv show who was it that was going to play his wife that all i could think is really Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up some other time. Yeah. This is this is what happens when we don't record for a couple weeks. We we talk before we even hit record. We talk for 45 minutes and then we just go off on all these tangents once we start recording. Oh, Michael, I don't think you remember what happens when we normally record, which is mostly tangents, um, especially when the show true. isn't life altering in either direction. This show was fine. Yeah. And it was about. Egg. <laughs> It was about uh, May Whitman's character, whose name is, I wrote it down, Lindsay, has voices in her head 
which are basically her parents and her grade school friend who embarrassed her and ruined her social life. Notably, John Hodgman is one of them. Yes, John Hodgman is one of them. So she goes through life. She's married to some schmuckle, like, yuck, yuck. (laughs) Um, Some knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah, he's a knucklehead. (laughs) But she aspires to be something more. She aspires to be a writer. She submits some short story that she wrote to a writing contest wins and decides that that's, she's going to use the prize money from that to move to New York and become a writer. Turns out that that wasn't so much a prize winning article or short story as it was some small bookshop that was offering a $10 gift credit to, uh, to the winner of their whatever, but she's moved to New York anyway, at this point, she's broken up with the, the schmuckle and, just is just she's just trying to find love man also it's a musical for some reason i too many things going on voices in the head that like are like like people that she like talks to and a musical too much pick one or the other i didn't mind that i feel like it leaned into the haha is she crazy sort of thing but then uh, the 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 reveal at the end of this, which I knew going in just based on the description of the show, is that a guy that she ends up interested in and nearly having sex with, or I guess they penetrated, so had sex did, with. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But I not always, to completion. I've always, like, in those types of, when you can't see what's going on and you can just see their faces and they're, like, moving around and making noises, I always have trouble picturing what's going on like i hear zipping like i picture myself in that position and i'm like i don't know i don't know if i could pull this off he's just mashing around yeah yeah like they're just like standing up and it it like sounds like they took their pants off and then sounds like they like they're having intercourse and i'm sitting there like going i couldn't pull this off like this what is going on I promise you there is a joke that I can't find in such a short amount of time about you saying I can't pull this off, meaning that you couldn't jerk it to that scene, but I can't find it. So we're just going to move on. (laughs) It wasn't a particularly sexy scene. No, it wasn't. Uh, Anyway, this guy she's interested in hits it off with. He was charming enough. Like, I I liked him. Yeah. Um, Ends up getting really anxious or something in the middle of them getting down and he starts crying and then leaves. And then we see that he's got voices in his head as well. So I, I appreciate that it isn't just going to be, Oh, that she's, she might be crazy. And it's more like, we've all got these kind of voices in our head and anxiety fucking sucks. Um, and so I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I'll probably end up watching more because it was definitely something that I could see being, up Kathy's alley. Um, and uh, we're starved for shit to watch at this point. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And aside from that, like we're in the middle of obviously watching Ted Lasso, but like it's once a week, once a week at which I still fucking hate. And especially since uh, we're, we're, I guess we're watching succession as well, but especially since like it's fucking impossible to watch any of this shit without spoilers anymore. Yeah, we I only watched the first episode of the new season of Succession, and I've already had what's happened at 
in the third episode spoiled. Yeah. By the title of an article. It wasn't even fucking hidden. And I was just like, ooh, I wonder what they thought. Like, no. It was just right fucking there. Fucking stupid. Yep. While we're on the subject, I uh, she was out of town over the weekend. And I had Friday off because I am on the New York Stock Exchange holiday schedule for my job. On Friday, I decided to check out Yellow Jackets, which I'm caught up on now. Like, I watched the first one on Friday afternoon, and I was like, this is my weekend. (laughs) That good? Or just that resigned to like, eh, might as well watch this. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I wouldn't be, I, I don't even know if I'd say like it's my favorite, you know, show of all, you know, that type of thing. But it's pretty good. And it is about a soccer team, a high school girls soccer team that is traveling to compete in nationals in crashes in the Canadian wilderness. Mm. And it cuts between their survival there and then uh, the 30 years later of the people who made it out of the wilderness. Gotcha. uh, And the main central thing about it is something that I guess from a previous conversation we've had on this podcast, you wouldn't find shocking is that they have to resort to cannibalism. And so uh, it's like you're watching because there's like, like, it seems like they start like a cannibal cult in the wilderness. (laughs) Like they're wearing like just based on. okay, yeah. Headdresses and like doing all these, you know things and so like the 30 years later is them just like trying to just like be like no everything's cool yeah i don't have a thirst for human blood and flesh (laughs) yeah Yeah. no they're like one of the characters gives a speech to another character like holding a gun to them like you ever try to peel the skin off of a human being like she was clearly the butcher and and, like and then like talking about how much like like i'm not shaking because i'm scared i'm shaking because i'm excited to have to kill you kill you like that type of stuff like it's (laughs) it's an intense show yeah uh this is on showtime though right yeah yeah never gonna watch it (laughs) (laughs) it's nuts yeah, I don't need yet another streaming service. Just fucking like Showtime. What? Who are you kidding at this point? Just merge with HBO or some other fucking network and just put your shit on there. Yeah. We watched May Martin's stand up special, who's not someone I think I'd ever seen their stand up before, but they had a show on Netflix that we watched the first couple episodes of. I cannot remember what it's called, um, but it turns out they're really fucking funny, too. Hmm, I'll have to check that out. Let me see who the one that I watched was that I thought was funny. It was Rory something. Rory Scovel? Yeah. Was it? Is he weird? Yeah, he's a weird dude. He's kind of, kind of I don't know if he's balding, but like he definitely has like a, a weird haircut and beard thing going on, or at least he used to. Yes, it was Rory Scovel. It was Rory Scovel tries stand up for the first time. Which is funny because he's been doing stand up for a while. <laughs> so the whole premise was like that he walks on stage to do uh to just talk off the top of his head obviously that's not what is happening but gotcha it was good all right up here the show that we definitely want to talk about up here uh the guy that she uh hooks up uh, Miguel, I think his name is. Okay. Um, I don't know why he takes her to his place of work. I thought that was weird. 
Uh, we'll cut out when you said Miguel because his name was definitely Jimmy. Are you serious? Yeah, I wrote down here that his name was Jimmy and that Jimmy was crying. Well, well I mean, maybe I'm wrong. No, yeah, you're right. It's Miguel. I don't know where I got Jimmy from. Okay, I was going to say. Why did I get, where did I get Jimmy from? There's not even a character in the show named Jimmy. Where the fuck did I get Jimmy from? I don't know, dude. I was... Did I watch up here? I hope. Yeah, you did. You've been describing it. But uh, anyway, he made me think, should I start telling people that I work in investment banking? Yes, you absolutely should, dude. I work just I work in banking like and if they ask more about it like well it's investment banking it's really boring yeah well this is how I imagine it going oh yeah I work in investment banking and then the person's like oh really who do you work for I'm like oh yeah I work for the place that I work for they're like oh uh so what do you do for them and then my response is is a really defensive I have a stockbroker's (laughs) license (laughs) I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> yes, you should absolutely do that. I, I have to know if there's a Jimmy in this episode. God damn it. I wrote Johnny down. I wrote Jimmy down. Like, specifically, I wrote it down multiple times. Episodes. I'm going to go. Oh, to- it's the husband. It's it's May Whitman's husband. Right? Her fiance, and I, I'm looking. I didn't even write down his name. He made no impact on me whatsoever. I'm pulling up the first episode cast right now. Now her husband's name was Ned. Oh, so Ned. Up until she tells him, there's no Jimmy. Weird. Where the dude. fuck did I get Jimmy? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Up, sorry, her fiance, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Up until she tells him. She won this fiction award. He didn't know that she was interested in writing. Yeah. So something she hadn't expressed or something like that. Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. Shay, for me, has never experienced uh, expressed interest in fiction writing. Uh-huh. But if she came to me and was like, hey, I, uh, you know. Alligator wrestling. Oh, no, I'm going to use the same scenario. Okay. I thought that it would be fun to write a short story. So I wrote a short story and I submitted it to a contest and I won. And uh, the award ceremony is in New York in next month. My response would be, fuck yeah, let's go. This schmuckleberry is just like, oh, we're really busy. (laughs) Like, why would you not? Why would you? It seems like he because how like else are we going to know that he's a schmuck? Oh, like yeah. up till that point, he had just been kind of a schmuck, like just a dude who high fives after having sex and like wears matching pajamas. Wears matching pajamas and I'm gonna uh, get matching Don't for you and me. No, don't. <laughs> I don't wear pajamas. I sleep naked. Um, Is that true? Mostly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I up till that point he was just kind of a dweeb, and so I think we would have felt bad if she just left him out of the blue like she ends up doing. Oh yeah, that was a good way to make me go. Oh, you're also kind of maybe an asshole. Yeah, time to move on from you. Yeah, but then when she goes, let's move to New York City. That's where I was kind of like, well, let's pump the brakes a little here. <laughs> 
that's a bigger discussion. Yeah, I think that was her trying to get him to break up with her because she knew he wouldn't do that because he owned his own fucking practice in like whatever town they were in, I'm sure. It's not just uh, as easy as uh, up and, and moving your dental practice, is it? Speaking of, I was walking around downtown uh, Des Moines yesterday or the day before, and I walked by. There are uh, like dental offices all, all over downtown. There's a bunch in the Skywalk and stuff like that, which I think is convenient. Like uh, I can yeah, go to Dennis downtown. And, yeah. 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 There was one uh, as I was walking from the gym to like the come and go there that is on ground floor. And not only that, the uh, I want to call them inspection rooms, but that's not right. Exam rooms where they're doing other dental work has just a giant window that people can see in as you're getting your dental work done. Oh, no, thank you. Right. What the fuck? Like, I don't need I, I don't need spectators for this. I they had blinds there, so I'm sure they could pull them down. But I don't understand what the point is even of having like this ground floor giant was a giant fucking window if all you're going to do is pull down the blinds. Well, you know what's even worse than being in the exam room with that window is when the dentist closes the blinds. That's when you know you're in for some shit. Even honestly, I could see there being somebody. It wouldn't be me, but I could see there being somebody that would want to see out into downtown as they were getting their dental work done. But that's where one way glass comes in. If I I was on the other side of that glass, I could see in just fucking fine. Yeah, I don't know. That's all. Yeah. Whew. So up here, up here. <laughs> Miguel's kind of a dick for leaving his friend passed out drunk at the bar. Kind of, and also the show missed an opportunity for what should have happened was when that friend passed out, he said, uh, I'm going to go to sleep now. Don't mind me. I'm a screamer. As soon as his forehead hit that table, he should have started screaming. Yeah. Or why the, they what? could have hung there for 30 seconds long enough for us to, for them to have a conversation and us forget about the screaming and then just have him punctuate a joke with screaming. Yeah. They completely just blew right past it's it. It's Chekhov's gun. What are they doing? Do you think that maybe it's possible that they had written that in script and they really liked it, but and they really liked this guy? He played a really convincing drunk, but when they asked him to scream, he just did a really shitty job of it. And he was just like, ah, ah, that's as loud as I can scream, man. Ah. They're, they're in the editing room just looking at hours and hours of footage of this guy just going, ah. And they're just pumping up the volume, but yeah. it was just making all the background noise pump up. And yeah. Just let's bring somebody else in here to try to scream for him. But the other person's like, his mouth is real weird in this. <laughs> I can't I can't work with this. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's just pay for a sound effect. No, the Wilhelm scream doesn't sound right here. <laughs> Could the, we just do it like an off-camera scream? The director's like, no, that's not my vision. <laughs> I will not compromise my vision. We either do this or we leave that gun on the table and walk away. <laughs> if you had three voices in your head like this who would the three people be that were voices in your head your mom and who else assuming that they're critical voices yeah yeah my mom probably but that's less of a critical voice and more of just like a general like emotional chaotic voice Um, my dad would be the critical voice for sure oh and then i'm trying to think like both of them had 
two family members, I think, and then some friend or someone else. And I'm trying to think who the friend would be. Yeah. Or like, man, I don't know who it would be. Yeah, I'm having trouble too. Like, I think most people would, their mom would be in there. I don't know if my dad would be in there. My mom was never the, 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 well, maybe that's not true. Uh, my mom wasn't the consistently critical one in that particular childhood. It was, it was definitely my dad. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it could be my dad, but I just have two voices and one of them, like, I, like I've got three voices. One of them's my dad. But there's only just two around it. I can't, I can't quite phrase it the way I want to. So, so, so even in your head, your dad has left you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be a really funny recurring bit, though. Is like your dad is there consistently, but every time it's it's his turn to like say something, he just gets up and walks out of the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like I can't be around your mom anymore. <laughs> Oh, so this show reminded me of a few things. Uh, Drop Dead Fred, those types of like uh, things. It reminded me a little of Ghosts, except it's, I guess, a little bit of a different premise. And then it reminded me of, so I've always had this idea for um, like a a short movie or something. And I've pitched it once or twice when when I've been writing the 48-hour films, but nothing's ever come out of it. And it comes from, I think it was a Rift Tracks movie that we saw at a Rift Tracks Live, like a short one. And it was the days of the week. And then anytime anybody explained something, this like rolling stage would roll into frame and a guy with an electric guitar would like sing about what just got explained. And so my idea for a movie was that Anytime somebody realizes something, like a particular person realizes something, that happens, but it happens in real life. So like you're in the office and you're like talking to your boss, you're like, oh yeah, and then this stage box and like knocks dust over and everyone's like, ah, again. And then uh, I think, uh, I'm I'm trying to work it out. I think the end is like the realization is that he loves somebody or loves the, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely doesn't feel like a movie. It definitely feels like a short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I pitch it for the 48-hour film. Like yeah. Like seven minutes. Just, like. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. But this reminded me a little of those types of premises. In fact, I'm going to sue Hulu. Get on it. Yeah. And make the terms of your lawsuit that they must produce back to reality. <laughs> And make you a contestant. And counter Sue Billy Joel for us. Yes. <laughs> That's how lawsuits work, right? You can just dictate that someone counters Sue on behalf of someone else. <laughs> you know what? I haven't heard from Billy Joel since. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't want a piece of this. Uh oh. <uh-oh. laughs> I meant legally. I'm not going to beat up Billy Joel. Yeah, I I know. I wasn't thinking that you were going to beat up Billy Joel. I thought that he thought, all right, let's see. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. If he wants to put some funds behind it, I'm sure I'd lose probably. 
you'd lose. But I'll be honest, if somebody even threatened to, <laughs> I was going to say, if somebody threatened to sue us, I would just shut down the podcast so fast just to be done with it. Um, but then I had the realization that it wouldn't even take that. It would just take like Squarespace being like, it's $10 more a year for you to update your domain. <laughs> I just cancel the podcast then too. <laughs> you don't have the heart to tell me you keep showing up to record. <laughs> keep letting you edit. Like, yeah, I totally, I totally, uh, have uploaded the episode, Michael. Thanks, man. There's gotta be something wrong with my Apple podcast. Yeah, it's just you, man. I can see it just fine. The episode's sounding great. So if you're still listening, you're either me. <laughs> wiping away a tear as you laugh at the futility of Michael editing this podcast still, <laughs> or I haven't gone through with this plan yet. I don't remember what I was doing, but Shay was going to have an evening or two to herself. And she asked her sister-in-law, they do like, uh, they like watching like the Hallmark type movies and that type of stuff or like, um, you know, you can, like you the, can say bad movies. It's fine. Yeah. Or like the YA type movies. Okay. Um, yeah, bad movies. Got it. Yeah, exactly. They like watching those and like text each other about them and stuff. And so she's like, oh, hey, Natalie, I'm going to be, I'm going to have, you know, an evening free. What should I watch? And she said, oh, up here on Hulu. And I said, we're doing that for the podcast this week. What'd she think? I don't think she watched it. Gotcha. I don't remember what she ended up watching. Yeah, I don't think it's worth that. It's fine. I don't think it was bad. I just don't. It, it wasn't anything special. Yeah, I agree. That bookstore with that prize with the, the, the ironic we- ceremony. What is that about? Is that okay? I think what he meant was it was a joke. Because I'm sure in whatever period, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I so spaced out in the first few minutes, I didn't see her even submit this story. Did we ever see? No. Okay. Then maybe I, okay. Then maybe I didn't space out. I just thought that I might have, because I don't remember that. Like, I mean, it could have been anything just like, oh, you know, come on down for your ceremony. That There's no fucking ceremony. Of course they can say that. Yeah. Any reasonable so. person wouldn't think that a, a weekly short story prize would have a ceremony. She's the one that misread it as something other than that. She didn't misread it. It was a typo. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you think she should sue? No, she should probably sue Billy Joel and then have him counter sue. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. It was fine. If you like musicals. Yeah. If you like Egg. Maybe, uh... Maybe you watch this show. Do you want to write an episode two? We can sure try. What happened at the end of the first episode? Uh, Miguel has a crygasm or else he just got cold feet or something. Mm -hmm. Ended up in an elevator. And we see that he's got voices in his head as well. Yeah, his mom, uh, apparently somebody from college, like some finance bro from college, and maybe his sister or an old girlfriend. Yeah, I think it was an old girlfriend. 
which I had the thought, but we had already moved past it. That's who my third voice would have been. Would have been the shitty girlfriend I had before, Kathy. Oh, yeah. For sure. He gets in the elevator. His three voices. I think the second episode should start out with the elevator doors opening on the bottom floor and him walking out with his three voices. Okay. And then maybe a song from... uh, Lindsay still up in the 20th floor whatever being like what the fuck he just left me here yeah but it'll be like one of those musical numbers where we've got two parallel songs going at the same time that eventually like merge together into a medley or like not a medley but like into a whatever you call that musically yeah dude okay let me get my guitar out yep (laughs) that's this is the first episode too where we're gonna write music for it so all that happens his is like how embarrassed he is and hers is how confused she is and then it merges into how embarrassed and confused they both are yeah it's just it's going to end up a medley or not a medley like a a reprise of one of the songs from the first episode which was about only showing the nice parts of yourself that's all anybody ever wants to see oh yeah Ooh, i got a good idea okay so they're gonna meet back up so maybe they like well it's 1999 do the people text and then no i guess i didn't they have to call her on the phone and ask her back out do you think that's why they set this in 1999 it's because whatever drama they're going to build up into this would have been solved by just a quick text immediately and (laughs) hey man wtf what's that everything cool (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's why a lot of things get set before uh cell phones Man, cell phones really solved everything, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Created no new problems at all. So, so okay. So they meet back up, and she's got her voices with her, and he's got his voices with them. And you see all six voices on screen at the same time. And her voices and his voices can talk to each other, but they don't know it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's, that's, that's just straight up going to happen. <laughs> you think so? Yes, 100%. You think like John Hodgman is going to be talking to his mom, but like Miguel and Lindsay don't realize that they can talk. It's it's going to if if the show has writers that are even remotely clever, it will be conversations between Lindsay and Miguel with the subtext of those conversations being handled between John Hodgman and his mom and Miguel's mom. Oh yeah. So there's going like any of the subtext of the worry about like, who does he like what I'm saying here? Whatever is going to be handled by the voices in the head. Oh, did we just write a better show than this show? (laughs) Yeah. We always write a better show than the show we watched. This is why we got to get hired. Okay. So we got that established. Okay. So where would they meet up? Maybe like just coffee? Yeah, I think it's got to be coffee or something. Especially... Shit, yeah, because he's not even going to be able to text and say like, hey, you want to meet up for coffee? He's going to have to... Or she's going to have to call. Right, which is insane. I don't think it can be at the coffee shop. They're going to have to... It's not going to be at the coffee shop. Well... They're going to run into each other at the bookstore. Yeah, this is... That's what I was going to say too, is like... You're going to have to call somebody. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But- they, they they have run into each other at a bar already. So they clearly are in the same general vicinity of New York. 
yeah yeah they run into each other at the bookstore and on all their voices <laughs> uh oh okay so they're in the bookstore and he's in like the self-help section and he's looking at like uh uh <laughs> sex crying books like i oh i'm gonna need you to enunciate that again sex crying books okay perfect what did you think i said it sounded a little like you said sex crime (laughs) (laughs) and i just i i don't know what it'll sound like you can cut this part out all you want or maybe it's funny i don't know but if you've listened to this when you're going through and it sounds at all like sex crime you can just that just put that right in okay (laughs) so this is what happens She's like stocking books. She's got her back to him, and uh-huh. he's like going around. And he comes up to her. He's like, uh, "Excuse me, do you have do you have any books about sex crying?" And she like, she's like, "Sex crime," and turns around, and it's him. And she's like, "Oh my goodness!" And like runs away. And he's like, "Oh no, no, no!" Okay, so now she thinks he's into sex crime, which weirdly. So is she. Oh. She didn't, like, her initial reaction was shock and just like, oh, God, what? But the more she thinks about it, the more. No, I don't think we can take this any further than this. Nope. Nope. We can't do that. (laughs) I don't don't think there's a sex crime that we can joke about and have fun with. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like a specific one. Maybe sex in public. Maybe they just, maybe they're into voyeurism. Oh, Okay. That, that 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 feels like we can joke about it and not be uh despicable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these two low life scumbags <laughs> like having sex in these public. Disgusting fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that literally. <laughs> um Do you think that's why he cried during sex in the first episode as he realized it wasn't outside? <laughs> His his outside. I've had sex outside. It's not even an oppression, oppressive streak. It's like three times in a row. It's like, he's like up in the twentieth floor of his like skyscraper office building, and they're like starting to gauge. He's like, oh, why did I? Why did I bring somebody <laughs> up? There's a up whole here park again. that we could have done this yeah. in. <laughs> why do I always bring them twenty? You know what the real sex crime here is? It's my decision making. It's my game. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just like, why were you crying? He's like, my streak, my uh, sex crime streak. It's broken. It's broken. I, I promised I promised my, my dead mother that I never would have sex indoors ever again. And that's what they're having a conversation about yeah. when he's in the elevator. Yeah. And then, like, uh, his mother and John Hodgman are like, this is disgusting. And she's like, no, it's fine. And then uh, uh, her uh, sixth grade school friend who did, like, kind of a sex crime on her. Kind of. Yeah. Is can be like, oh yeah, no, we're into this. I think we've nailed it. That's it. Yeah. I th- I think so. All right. <laughs> Want to wrap it up? 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. If you like the show, you, you must like the show at this point because you waited three weeks for a fucking episode. Uh, you should check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com or you can follow us on Twitter at podcast episode one. Uh, leave a rating or review or jingle your collar. Um, it's all really helpful for the podcast. Uh, last but not least, big thanks to Bosdi for the use of our theme song.